From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go, because this is Warriors Anonymous. Kia ora whanau. welcome to Warriors Anonymous. For the final time that we have to wrap up a Warriors game this year, my name is Jared Cronin. And, uh, well, I guess as we were heading into the final round, as bad as the season has been, kind of thought, well, at least we haven't had any catastrophic collapses late in games to cost us a result. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we uh, would not let that chance go past and we would indeed save the best for last. Let's bring in the boys. First of all, let's go around the table. We've got Isaac Sauce. Hey, bro. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is that going to be what we'll be hearing from you all uh, all show? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and also, let's bring in the dads. It was, uh, of course, Father's Day uh, just gone. Morning, the sauce. How are you, bro? Oh, it was good, Dad. Just went out for lunch with the, with the kids and, and the wife. Yeah, it was good. It's good. Got a got a card in the morning. Yeah, but uh, I would have liked the Warriors to kind of, you know, give us give me a bit of happiness before the day before. Best preseason ever, Nick Murray. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Preseason, gotta love the preseason. We were the champions of the preseason. Um, I got to say, uh, my reaction immediately after the game, uh, I didn't say anything. I didn't say one single word. I just saw that kick go through, and I just turned the TV off. And- <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Farakura, bro, you were at the game. Yeah. Uh, what was your reaction? Uh, well, they do say that dawn uh, is always darkest at the dawn, <laughs> but they get darkest. It was at 7 o'clock at night or 6.45 at night, and it was pretty fucking dark <laughs> at the game. Oh, man. And saying that, and saying actually a lot of the crowd were just like, you know what, who cares? Like, honestly, I don't think they were too up in arms. I mean, there wasn't anything on the game anyway. Um, but, yeah, actually, despite the result, it was a bloody good out for, outing. It was great to go to the game, great to see it live, good crowd, 20,000 people. Um yeah, just hearty, hearty supporters. And everyone just turned around each other and just said, like, that's how the season's been. That sums up the season right there, that, that whole 80 minutes of performance, 40 minutes of good, 40 minutes of not so good. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, and uh, we've got a, a bit of a recording uh, of this lady because she had a great visceral reaction. But um, yeah, a lot of people reacted in different ways, uh, which is, you know, it's only fair. Um, I guess uh, let's have a little um, crack at the short balls first off to get things going. Uh, we're going to be describing the, uh, the Titanic choke uh, of the weekend, and we're going to be describing it as a disappointing film or TV show finale. Uh, so who wants to start with this one? We'll go for Buddha. <laughs> Uh, well, I just thought as a season, not just the game as well, but for some reason, I've always just been disappointed by the season finale of Lost. Um, <laughs> so the show back in what the early two thousand, mid early two thousands, bunch of people stranded on an island. It just went on and on. It was pretty. I got into it, and I was at the start of that. I was pretty into it, but by the end of it, I was fucking confused. And I think, <laughs> I think half the world who watched the Lost is, is confused. So it's confusing performance on the day confusing season and yeah just uh left all confused yeah it was a bit like an m night Shyamalan movie wasn't it moneta what is yours bro oh <laughs> mine would have to be uh the biggest letdown batman versus superman you think <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know you you you, you, you thought you, know, you got two big superpowers you thought this is going to be the makings of a good movie. Just a bit like the Warriors, you know, getting a, some good recruitment in Reese Walsh and Nick Minnett, bomb. <laughs> and it just didn't really turn out the way it did. And, uh, 
and then they're gonna trip that. And we'll see what happens next year, just like with the Justice League movie. Hopefully, it doesn't turn out like that. But, yeah. yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. That's that's uh, some rays of hope uh, heading into the new season. Isaac, what is yours, bro? Uh, the la- the season just gone has to compare with the last season of Game of Thrones, where you're amped up, you've done all the hard work, you, you, you turn the TV on, you're ready to go, you're pumped for the first episode, just like, like you are for the first game of the season. And for the rest of the season, you're sort of sitting back and you're taking it all in and you're trying your best to enjoy it. And by the end of it, you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like enjoy it at all so that's my comparison the whole season was like game of, the last season of game of thrones where just any manner of shit that shouldn't be happening was happening yeah i I'd, i i agree with the game of thrones uh analogy i actually was reminded of a particular episode it was somewhere around in the middle seasons and it was um, a big fight scene at the end of an episode. I think it was the Mount was fighting some Persian dude. And apparently the Mount had like killed his family and stuff. So he was, you know, fighting for vengeance. And the Persian dude was like killing him, wasting him. Yeah, all good. And he starts kind of showboating. And then all of a sudden it flips in the last couple of minutes and the, the Mount just ends up like killing the guy and, you know, squashing his eyeballs into his head. Squashing his eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that to me, uh, I don't know, that, that, that just really seemed fitting for uh for what we saw on the weekend uh it was not uh it wasn't great uh and it, it definitely has left a um yeah a lot of people with a lot of different reactions um including uh, uh this reaction from shane munro on the uh vodafone warriors fan page it goes dear warriors it pains me to say this but i'm breaking up with you we can't continue to go on like this the last five years, it feels like you're no longer even making an effort. I give you 100%, but it's not reciprocated. You need to make some changes, and if you do, maybe we can rekindle this relationship. But right now, we need a break. Just so we're clear, <laughs> it's not me, it's you. And that's, that's an extreme uh, reaction there from Shane. Um, but I, I kind of get it. I understand. I understand where he's coming from. Um, hey Shane, um, <laughs> just make sure the fucker doesn't hit you in the ass on the way out. You're for life. That, that was one of the comments too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. There was a very Ross and Rachel type breakup. You know? <laughs> we were on a break. We were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, I've uh, I've shown a screenshot to you boys. I'll share that on the Warriors Anonymous Facebook page. Uh, poor old producer Matt, uh, his his multi picks. It was about nine <laughs> legs in that thing, and every leg came through, except for one. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee. <laughs> and as as soon as he said the um the image through, like it didn't have anything. It just had like you know a little cross and then tick 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 tick. And I was looking at it and I was like, oh no, I know what game was the was the cross for him. So, uh, so producer Matt, sorry bro, sorry for your loss. Um, <laughs> Just on that, it's just on that. I don't know if this is legit, but someone posted up that they put five hundred dollars on a golden point. Well, the game to end in a draw to go to golden point. Jesse Chinnick from Hounslow College. Was it Jesse Chinnick? Ten hours. Was Jesse Chinnick? All right. Ten hours. And it came through. Seventeen k. Wow. Wow. You think he's going to tell the wife about that? Or well, he has now. Keep it on the download. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hey, but it's a ten ass, always a ten ass. <laughs> Drinks on Jess, Jesse, bro. Like, bro, that's that's awesome, man. <laughs> oh, mate, that lifts the mood a little bit. I was actually, I guess, a lot of us were actually quite grumpy already heading into the weekend before a ball was even kicked off, uh, and that was to do with uh, well, the the NRL, their f- f- catchphrase this year has been unreal. And from the Warriors' sacrifices that they've made over the past few seasons, been a lot of talk from the NRL and from a lot of the other clubs uh, that, you know, they would look to try and pay us back in some way, shape or form. Um, But in the lead up to the weekend, we found out that all those promises were indeed unreal. So, uh, Isaac, I know you've got some opinions to share on this matter. We're only having the scheduled number of home games next year. 
um, back in New Zealand. Uh, Night of the Mount Smart and a couple around the country as well. What are your thoughts on this shamozzle? I thought I thought it was nine, including the games around the country. So there's only actually what six at Mount Smart. Have I got that wrong? Nah, I think it's nine at Mount Smart. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Nine at Mount Smart, and then yeah. there's the what, the three across the country. Two, two more. Two. two. Yeah, because we and do one. We do it. one one home game is the Magic Round. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, uh, one at Napier, one at Wellington on top of those. So There's this potential of one in Hamilton, but that might be a, a way game for the Warriors. So it won't, include, mm-hmm. won't be included in their home games. Gotcha. It's just a bit rich of everyone, all these clubs in the NRL, just, uh, you know, putting their politicians' hats on and going, yeah, the Warriors, they've, they've really saved the game, blah, blah, blah. It's It kind of reminds me of a scenario um, of back in college where they, you'd want to play touch at lunchtime, but no one had a ball. And then some poor fellow's got the ball. So you go, yeah, 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 just give us the ball. Let's play, let's play. And then the Warriors give them the ball. And then the NRL goes, nah, you can't play. <laughs> just take their ball and just play by themselves. That's pretty much it. Go, yeah, yeah, you can play, you can play. Did that it's happen, bro? ridiculous. Has that conjured up some negative <laughs> emotions? <laughs> oh, it never happened to me. That's the move. <laughs> I've seen it happen to other people. Here's a ball, here's a ball. Do you, can I play? Nah. <laughs> it's just yeah, such it's a there. college thing. <laughs> Case in point, right there. <laughs> but it's just... the yeah, incoming it's coach. ridiculous. We've got to think, this, this time's gone by pretty fast, the past two or three years, which has been pretty nuts. And without the Warriors, there is no NRL for the past two or three years. There is no competition. So to do that, it's such, such a slap in the face for the club and uh, all the supporters, basically. I think it's just it's the biggest slap for the supporters of the club. Um, so, yeah, that's what immediately came to mind when I read about it. I was like, fuck, you got to be kidding me. So just to counter that quickly, um, I believe the Warriors didn't go over, they would have just kept the comp going, dropped us out, and it would have been a buy. Sounds controversial, but... They would have, and it wouldn't have been the integrity, the integrity of the competition wouldn't be as good, maybe. Mm. Um, but also, you don't want any favors, you don't want any, any like asterisks for a, a better season because we got a leg up. Not saying if we had all our home games, we'd even make the eight, but you just you don't want to give them anything, man. Like, I think we need to get into this mentality of what's the new catchphrase Kim and George has got? Nothing's gifted to the Warriors, you've got to earn it. And I like it, man. Back is against the wall. Fuck it. No one gives you anything. Mm. You know, build some resilience and make it on your own terms. And we all know the Warriors have to score 10 more points because they might win a game by two points because they have two tries disallowed. Uh, all that shit, man. Yeah. Just yeah, be a better team for it rather than the handouts as well. It's us against the world. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, fair. All eyes on me. <laughs> it's just the fans like i think the fans they you know the nrl owes it to our fans really for all these years not that there's been great rugby to watch but um you know people have been gagging to see league in new zealand and you know the first game they played against the tigers was a perfect example of that how much it actually meant to um the supporters here in new zealand so we deserve a bit more of that for everything that we've done but um, in terms yeah. of the handout, in terms of like getting a leg up on the competition, I think you are right as well. Like the Warriors don't need any favours. They need to earn it for themselves. Mm. Moneta, there is a game uh, going to Wellington. Are you, uh, are you keen to get amongst the action next year, right? Do oh, sure. yeah, definitely. I still conjures up memories of the last game we went there. West Tigers, Isaac. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> the infamous <laughs> aftermatch. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, definitely 100%. I'll be going to the stadium. And uh, I really hope Bonta can yeah, do cool. that from Force because um, I think they took it away from us because previous games we didn't have many people attend at the Cape Stadium or the Tin Can, however you want to call it. But um, yeah. Hopefully we can repay the favour and uh, a lot more people turn out. But I'll be taking my daughter there, that's for sure. So, yeah. yeah, cool. Just take some earmuffs just in case anyone says anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> Questionable. 
Now, um, <laughs> now, uh, the Warriors had a lot of people, a lot of players, um, basically departing pretty quickly after the game on Saturday. So basically they did a, um, but a number eight wire mentality and did their Vodafone, uh, Warriors 2022 awards pretty much on the field. Um, and there was, well, there was a few, a few awards obviously given out, including the Simon Mannering medal, which is the, uh, the highest honor. And that particular awards, and that was awarded to Ewan Aitken. So let's go. Uh, um, let's go a quick hard on nah around around the boys. We'll start with you, Buddha. Um, hard on nah for uh, for Ewan Aitken as the, uh, the the top medalist. Oh, it's a it's a hard year. I mean, on the balance of it, week in week out season, he was pretty consistent. Um, you know, you'd have to give him give him that um, good positional switch. Um, and the only thing, if Tohu played another five, six, seven more games, you'd easily give it to Tohu just because he was he does everything. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that was quite cringy is on the like in the warm up or the pregame, they had a lot of the videos about who could be the Simon Mannering medalist, and there was a, not a lot of options to choose from. <laughs> to be honest, no, I don't want to be disrespectful to the players, but they were trying to profile. Um, yeah, all the players and, and and what they've done, and some of them you're like, uh, you know, but yeah, hard some uh, hard uh, for you and Aiken. I think he he does deserve it. In terms of the uh, the competition for it, would you call it a coldly contested middle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're just trying to find someone to pin it to, really, um, which is which is a shame because look, you know, it's a it's a pretty prestigious medal when you think about how awesome Simon Mentoring was as well. So um, there were a couple of people. Uh, I think CHT could have featured in there. He, he gave it all every time he went out there. Um, you know, Monty could have got that, but he had a little incident, right, which caused him, caused him not to be there. So um, fair enough. You ended some pretty work, pretty big workload this season. Isaac, hard on Uh same argument as Dan, hard. I think maybe Wade Egan probably could have been up there, floated under the radar, but he was Mr. Consistent all year. Yeah. Uh, apart from the one game, they chucked him in at 5'8", but that's not really his fault. But mm. yeah, it's a embarrassment of uh, what's the opposite of riches, basically, <laughs> for, um, you know, competition. Overdraft? That matter, which is a <laughs> shame. embarrassment of overdraft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Warriors got into overdraft. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully it's not the same next year, but um, almost a little bit embarrassing, right? Mm. Yeah, definite uh, cringe factor on that one. Monitor, hard on bro? Yeah, I'd go hard. But yeah, I'd, I'd throw Egan into the mix. I thought he had a consistent season. And uh, I was going to say Karen, but he kind of tapered off at the, end of the, at the end of the season. He didn't play as well as he did in the first half, but it's that head care, maybe. I don't know. The one thing you notice about Curran, and you see it on the, and you see it live, well, you see it on the TV as well. We definitely see it live. Is he is always there as a cleanup, right, in the right time, right space at the right time. He just has this innate ability. You know, you got to give the man credit. He just knows where to be. Yeah, that's why he is good old cleanup crew. That's why we call him cleanup, cleanup on aisle thirteen or whatever number he's in. Um, I was probably more surprised by the the Vodafone People's Choice Award. <laughs> Going to Reese Walsh. It's so nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know it's hard for us to speak uh, on behalf of the people, but uh, Moneta, I don't know. Mm, I'd go. <laughs> nah, I, I wouldn't say he, he wouldn't be my people's choice award. They'd actually probably go to someone like mm. him, who's like hardworking, or even CHT, who you know played with a nut, no. and so um, mm. yeah. That should have won yeah, it by itself. Just for someone that's going going through, you know, that kind of resilience and so forth. Uh, I think Reese. I don't know. Like at the beginning of the season, I was really looking forward to to the prospect, but now I'm kind of like happy to see him go in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just while you're talking about nuts, can we just special mention to Tom Tom Deaton? A quote came out recently that. He did ask if 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 the issue he's got with his testicle would rule him out for more than four weeks. 
could they just cut it off so you could play finals football? Dally M. Instant Dally M. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't argue with that. <laughs> oh, Tommy. I could. I'd take my nut. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take two. Oh. Yeah. Do you follow us in the preseason? There's always next year. Oh. <laughs> There's always next year. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be a permanent one nut warrior. <laughs> Yeah, struggle to run on a straight line. Um, all right. <laughs> Get over the hard circle. <laughs> We're going to have a look more into the NRL finals, which are coming up starting this week. Uh, we're also going to have a little look at who's leaving the Warriors as well because there's a number of players heading out the door or, or out the door already. Um, and also when we come back after the break, we're going to be speaking with Richie Morgan, who is – the founder of Warrior Nation. So I'm really excited to talk to him and uh, just find out a few of his experiences over over the season and in the past few years. It's going to be, uh, be really interesting to hear what he has to say. We'll be back in a couple of moments on Warriors Anonymous. All right, welcome back to Warriors Anonymous. We've got a very special guest on this episode. We've got the the founding father, the CEO, and El Presidente of Warrior Nation. We've got Richie Morgan. Hey, man, how are you? Bro, the <laughs> intro. Thank you very much. I'm honored. Absolutely good to be here, boys. Thank you. That was mean. I, I actually left out the part where you're uh, you're actually undercover as well. You're out in deep in uh, Parramatta Eels uh, territory. So, uh, you know, under the cover of darkness, we have to talk to you, you know? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, bro. We've got to keep that that one a secret that I've got a bit of a soft spot for the eels, so don't tell anyone, okay? <laughs> nice, bro. Sorry, bro. We're all at our second team. <laughs> just, just, just FYI. Oh, here we go. Yes. It's all right, you know, just in case. You get accustomed to the season ending a bit earlier than, uh, than you'd hope, so uh, to keep it interesting, you got to support another team. Sure Keep do. a horse in the race. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Richie, take us back, bro. Take us right back to the beginning. Yeah, bro. How did you become a Warriors fan? Oh, man. Bro, just, I'm a big sports fan. You know, to, just to begin with, I, I love I love sport, right? And uh, I remember growing up in West Auckland, and I, I've always sort of loved watching the, the Kiwis play rugby league opposed to – I mean, I love watching the All Blacks play. Who doesn't? But I love watching the Kiwis play. And um, I remember that, that, that test match in 85 – the um the Kiwis versus Kangaroos at Lang Park, you know, the one with Kevin Tumati and Greg Dowling. And I remember oh, that game Dowling, just like yeah. doing something to my emotions of the game of rugby league. That just that that flicked a switch for me was then. And then um a couple of years later our family packed us up out of out of West Auckland and moved us to Australia and moved into the as as you mentioned, the Parramatta region. All the all my mates, all the school people, they all went for Parramatta. Parramatta were that was nineteen eighty six. They won, Parramatta won the comp that day. It was the last time they won a comp. Blue and yellow flags everywhere. And a mate of mine took me to a, to a, a, a footy game down at um, – it was a little old suburban ground. I'm not sure if you remember it. Lidcombe Oval. It was West, West Magpies were playing against the Eels. Bro, it was that game there that just – that was it. I was a leaguey. And that just got me absolutely into it. And just being in Australia during, those, during that um, 80s and 90s era, and when I heard that the Warriors were coming in um, – I think it was around early 90s, 90, 91, 92, there were rumours uh, through Mount Albert being sort of touted as the club going over into the New South Wales, into the Winfield Cup. Um, and it was around 92 when it, when it got announced. And, mate, I was a Warriors supporter since then, boys. I got my first jersey in 92 when I went back to New Zealand. Um, and I ripped that jersey over here in Australia until 95. People were making oh, fun of me. Beautiful. So I've been copping DB it. DB Bitter Special. DB Bitter Special, bro. I've been copping it since <laughs> 90, 93. Why Why are you coming into our comp? <laughs> Far out. That's awesome, man. You bloody – you're tough as nails, man, like to oh. put up with all that. But also like to live over in, you know, over in Sydney and that during those years when you are a lot younger to not get sort of – Pulled into the the Aussie vortex of, of cheering for the the glamour teams. That's uh, that's even more. You know, got a lot of respect for you for doing yeah. that, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah, like I, I also um, my my auntie married married a um, fella and his 
he's uh, cousins with Stacy Jones. So I was watching him, his journey come through from up north, up in um, um, up far north Auckland, and, um, and then he came down to play for Point Chev. So I had a also had that little attachment there as well with uh, Stacy Jones coming through the Colts and coming through the season. And I never forget watching uh, Stacy Jones first his debut match against the Eels. Funny enough, at Parramatta Stadium. Um, so yeah, very fond memories of that era coming through. And yeah, once once a warrior, you you, you can't go back, right? It's warriors for life. You'll be That's back. it, bro. You'll be back. That's it. Hundred <laughs> 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 percent. So um, see the warriors nation. What what made you come up with the um, idea to establish that? The warrior nation, yeah, man. Um. So as I said, I we moved over here as a, as a young teenager, moved from Auckland to to Sydney, and and then in about the early two thousands, I actually moved back to Auckland, and and I was a member at Mount Smart, um, and sort of just well, I, I was missing New Zealand and wanted to spend some time with my family as I you know I'd grown up from my teens up until my early twenties, and so when I eventually moved, did move back to Sydney in late two thousand and ten, and having to go into all those games at Mount Smart and having that atmosphere and just like loving it, when I it was a 2011 season when I um, started going to games and I noticed all us, all us Warriors fans, we were just sitting, every, there was no supporters area. We were sitting all around the stadium and I knew how awesome it was back at Mount Smart being together. So it was li- literally the 2011 season when I said, no, I've got to start getting people together and I originally started the New South Wales support, Warriors supporters group oh, wow. back then. And then as it changed 2014, I think the end of 2013 or 14 season, I changed it to Warrior Nation. Yeah. And it was just my focus was to bring fans together from the start. Oh, man. Supporters, be together, make new mates. You know, we're going to win, we're going we're gonna to lose together. It doesn't matter, we're going to stick together. That was my whole mantra. And, and that, yeah, and that was one of the big reasons of why I started over here. Oh, man, big ups to you, bro. That, that's awesome. That's so cool, bro. man. That's awesome. Um, and so what's that journey been like, you know, when you're getting all the fans together and, and so forth? What's it been like and up to this point? Yeah, bro. It's like, man, like all of us, it's been a roller coaster. It really has. Roller coaster of emotions, stress, fun, <laughs> awesome times. Like, man, it was, yeah. you know, like I wear my heart on my sleeve, boys. So I just, yeah. the journey for me has been all around my, all around my passion. Um, you know, mm. I had, there were, there were times through the tough times when I'm thinking, oh, I'm not getting any more followers to the page. No one's liking the post. No one came to that particular game. We organized tickets and we only got 50 people. You know, mm. it, it started messing with me a bit because I'm, because I, I do wear my heart on my sleeve. I sort of take it to heart. Um, but man, the, um, that journey has just been so, man, I've been so blessed because I've met so many people. Boys, I, at the start, I used to walk around the stadium and find people with Warriors jerseys and introduce myself to them and say, oh. you guys sitting here by yourself? Come over, sit, come over and sit with us. That's how Warrior Nation started. I'll do that at game, game, games. I'll get oh, that detail. Start up a simple little messenger chat group. And it went from 10 to 20 to 30. Next minute, we had a core group of like 40 of us that would go, hey, you guys going to the game against Tigers down to Leichhardt? Hey, let's let's buy. And, I'll, and then I'll buy the seats together myself. I'll get them to give me the money. So I make sure we sit together because it's just too hard to organize everything else. And um, that's what the journey's been. It's, and I've made, I've made friends for life back in Mount Smart and here. Got mates that I met 2011 that we still to this day, we're, we're mates. Because, and I met them at a, just tapped them on the shoulder because they were wearing a Warriors jersey. Oh, that's, what it's, that's what I love about it, man. And, bro, that's inspiring. Bro, you must walk around the stadium now and have people yell at you. Bro, it's funny. I went back for the homecoming game. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I could, I, I was like, "What? I don't, bro, Richie from Warrior Nation, bro, you're here. That's awesome." I was like, "Oh, oh man. man, that that means so much to me because it's 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 all about the fans to me. You know, it's great to get a photo with a player and whatever. The players come and go, man. Us fans, where we stay here. Every every coach, every new player that comes and goes, us fans are still here. So that's why oh, I do it. Beautiful. One more question: Have you ever had a fan leave the Warrior Nation, and have you said anything to them when they've left? Yeah, bro. I've seen heaps. Oh, honest. Yes, 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 yes. I definitely have. Um, and I and I, I just say, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't mess, with, I don't mess with them because it's their emotions. It's their, it's their life. Oh, yeah, true. So I don't, I don't mess with them, eh, bro. I just, I just like, oh, hey, I understand how you feel because people always ask me, what's a true warrior supporter? Bro, everyone's, it's the warrior supporter that gets the shits and abuses them every week. 
It's the one that, that doesn't <laughs> abuse them. It tells everyone to stop being so mean. It's there's everyone's an indiv- an, an individual. So yeah, I've had heaps of fans leave and, and we wonder where they ended up. You know, after two or three years, we don't hear from them. And we, we talk about it all the time. But everyone that leaves, another one comes in. <laughs> no. Do they sneakily re at games with like a Melbourne <laughs> Storm jersey on or something? <laughs> Just thinking that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh. Hey, look at this jury. What's he doing? And then, and, then, and we we had a mate. One of the boys. One of the boys. He's um watching TV one night. One of the one of the OG Warrior Nation followers watching TV. And there's a Telstra ad comes on in a pub, and all the footy players watching the game, and the power goes out, and they end up having to watch it on their um on their mobile. And there's there's a bro from Warrior Nation in his Broncos jersey on the on the on the uh, on the Telstra TV commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so every time he comments, we just go, "Yeah, but you're a Broncos fan, bro." <laughs> uh, it's all good for a laugh. That's <laughs> nice. <It's> great. <laughs> Sussy here. So obviously, for the club and for the fans, the past few years have been a a bit of a challenge. So, in terms of the Warrior Nation page yep. and. Um, the stuff that you have to have to do to keep people engaged. Have how have you had to sort of change your um, approach to keeping the engagement of the fans and on social media? Yeah, bro. Um, good, bloody good question. Far out. So obviously, twenty, it all happened, all, all went down, and that first season, it was it was pretty much nothing on. But in twenty one, when they when we knew that they were going to be uh, the boys are going to be based out of the central coast. So for those of you listening who don't know where Gosford is, it's about an hour north, hour, hour and a bit north of Sydney, probably about an hour and 40 from the west of Sydney where a lot of the diehard Warriors supporters live. So it's a decent, decent trip away. We just knew we had to get fans there. The first game we went to, we didn't have anything, didn't do anything extra. We just thought we'd test it out and we'd go up to the game and see. And we noticed definitely there were way less um, supporters there in general. So... Mate, we had to make an adjustment. We had to literally go out all out in terms of um, creating an experience. So by hiring buses, um, by tr- trying to create music. Now, I'm not sure if you guys heard us do the um, the Maori waiata and we try to do some old school team songs and we learned it and practiced it. And then we also got together with a couple of the bros and we um, – and we made and we cooked a hungi, prepared a hungi, and we took that up and we had a feed after the game. So we, we it wasn't just simply I'll oh, come and join us in Bay Twenty Two. We 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 uh, we met up, we cooked, we 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 travelled together, we sung together, we had a feed together after the game. All the kids playing touch in the, in the field, and we created this buzz that had never been seen before. The the Warriors players were looking behind the bench, going. What the hell? They've never had people with guitars in the stand singing songs to them. Um, that's what we had to do. We, we had to make massive changes, and we, we created an experience. And we, we ended up taking up one or, or, or at least two buses to every game. I'd organise through the Warriors, through Lisa Dalton, the memberships. I'd buy 120, 140, 150 tickets to each game. I'd sell them, set up a little web, um, email page. They'd, they'd send me the details. I'd send all the tickets out digitally, take all the money myself, do all the admin. Um, and we got a good bunch, and you would have seen on the on the, the games we sat directly behind the Warriors bench, in in the Central Coast there, and we just made a buzz. We just we just made it fun about being Warriors supporters together of all ages, all type. That didn't matter, kids. Um, Nan and Pop came. It was just man. That's what we had to do because we knew that was hard for people to get to. But they were going to drive. Some of those games were on a Friday night, boys, at six o'clock. Now. A lot of the Warriors database, they were working. They were working until 4 or 5 o'clock. It, well, they have to finish work at 2 o'clock if they were to make it up to, up to Gosford. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really challenging to try and get it across the line. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. we couldn't get sponsorship across the line to try and help fund it. We just did it all ourselves. We fund, just raised money and we, we did it ourselves. It was, um, it was a bloody challenge, but so enjoyable at the end of it. And then you get to, to, to this year and the, and the team moved to, to Queensland. This year was real challenging in terms of the page because being based in Sydney and doing lots of the events in Sydney where normally there would be one, maybe two games in, in Queensland. Luckily, a couple of the original OG Warrior Nation boys, Mark 
Ruin Hammer. Have you, you got boys Ruin Hammer? So they were a couple of boys that I told you about. I used to go tap on people's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. That's Mark and, and, and Rue. Nice. I met them at games, happened to buy a seat next to the next to Mark, met him up on the Gold Coast. Um, so um, Rob, I met Mark at a, a grand final day. We are watching the under-20s play out in Sydney when the first grade hadn't made the finals back in the early, uh, about 2013 or 14. And thankfully, they took the reins and I lived vicariously through them and they shared photos and images of all their stuff and they, they, were, they were based up in Queensland. So they went up there and I went up, I went up to one game and um, – which they invited me along to, which is awesome. Um, but I also did the we did a big meetup and we did a, a big meetup in Melbourne for the Anzac Day at a venue that we've been at for now I think three years. And we get about 150 people to that to that meetup two hours before the game. We all catch up and have a laugh. And the Mad Butcher he likes me to give him a ring, so we give him a ring on Facetime and he says hello to all the fans, um, which makes him happy. And it's a real cool touch to to the event. So we're only going to get bigger and stronger. But um, mate, we're just going to keep rolling it. Warriors, Warriors fans, bro, we have to make adjustments on the run every single week. Just, just, just look at what our coach has to deal with. <laughs> every single week is a new 5'8", new halfback, new fullback. So I think us fans, we know how to, we're just like them. We make the adjustments on the run. That's nice. That's a, that's a lot of yeah. work. <laughs> it sounds like it's, it's not, It is not easy, bro. It was, it was hard, but, you know, the harder the climb, the better the view. And, mate, I enjoyed it, man. It, was, it made me so happy. So that's that's that. that that meant, meant the most to me. Oh, I love that saying, mate. That's awesome. That's a great saying. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, great way of putting it, especially as a Warriors fan. Yeah. <laughs> the heart yeah. of the climb. It's better than our one. The the, the dawn the is darkest at dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's <laughs> pretty dark. On, that's original. We'll work on that on next year. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> anyway. Um, So you've been spotted at a number of games, uh, most recently um, uh, on TV at the the Raiders game. Uh, What's your your favorite Warriors game that you've uh, ever attended? God, man, all afternoon I was trying to think, what is my favorite Warriors game? Bro, you know what? And when I thought about it, uh, a lot of them, Warriors roosters. Warriors roosters, man, they're always at the top of my list in terms of games going back to the early 2000s where there were three field goals kicked in the game for a draw. Steve Price, Stacey Jones, that era, charge downs. Um, the game back at uh, Central Coast for, I think it was RTS debut year, and he um, took an, a Lolo here pass and ran and scored the, the winning oh, try. Yes. Um, that. Yep. that crowd was yep. unbelievable. And I remember turning around. I didn't even see the try get scored, to be honest with you. I was actually turning around watching the crowd lose their shit vip. And I was videoing them, and I literally fell backwards, <laughs> and someone caught me. It was just everyone just lost their shit. Uh, I never forget that. But man, honestly, besides the grand finals, which are just you know such emotional games to be at, and just the whole you know we're in the grand final, the 2008 game versus the Roosters, the blackout game at Mount Smart, the one with Rub- Ruben Wiki. Yes. The, oh, that, uh, yes. That game there, Ruben Wiki. Oh, that was one of the best games for both the, the game, the result. And also the atmosphere, the whole stadium was blacked out, man. That, that's I never forget that game. That was awesome. That's beautiful. What about that's you? You guys beautiful. got a favorite? Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's various. Um, I mean, I think getting into the grand final when we um, when we were against the Storm when we were oh the the second not to and yep. Michael Witt. Yeah, and Michael Witt went, didn't put the ball down, oh. and he and he, he dummy and Cameron Smith almost. <laughs> Kicked it at his head. That was hundred percent an unbelievable yeah. game as well. I'll never forget this moment. It was with uh, Ashley Saucy and Jared, and uh, we were watching the game at my house, and uh, this is at uh, my parents. It was um, the, the versus the Sharks, and uh, I think it was Carlaw in the preliminary final. Oh, that was the final for 2000, yeah. And they got, and then when they scored the try, I swear to God, all us three were on the ground. We collapsed. I collapsed to the ground and I couldn't believe it. Like, I was just like screaming (laughs) and I still remember that try. Like, all us three, like, we were just like celebrating like hard. We couldn't believe it and uh, I'll never forget that moment. And when you were talking, Richie, that's, that's the first thing that came to my head was that moment. 
It was like a yeah. Mexican wave yeah. and quicksand. Like my niece is buckled. <laughs> and I just like dropped to the ground. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's like those people in the churches. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know. <laughs> You're healed. It was a yeah. religious experience. Oh, no. It really was a religious yeah. experience because it just okay. dawned. Yeah. Dawned on us that we were making yeah. the grand final. We're in the yeah. big dance. Okay. So. Yeah, bro. Huge. I, yeah, you never forget. Rem- you're right. You just re- you just took me back. I forgot about that. Um, I, ha- I mean, I didn't forget about it. I forgot about the emotion that we had because yeah, I was at that game. I was. Um, oh. we got, that was the game that um, the owner gave the free tickets for the passports for, for us fans over here, and we all oh, lined oh. up. And um, that's right. And funny enough, I was in the photo on the front of the uh, New Zealand Herald. The day they sold the tickets, the photographer happened to get me. I was in, in the front of the queue with my original jersey on, my DB Betters jersey that I spoke about, um, getting the first four tickets on my passport. But that game where <laughs> up in the stand, just the chance, I'd, I'd nearly lost, I think I'd virtually lost my voice by that time. And when I saw that kick go across on that 45-degree angle, it was just bouncing end on end. I remember that just pop up and Carlo was there and he just dives, you know, that beautiful swan dive out to score that winning try, I swear I was on the bottom of about 30 people. They just tack- <laughs> Everyone just tackled me on top of me. It was just – and then out the front um, of that of Homebush um, for about an hour with about 2,000 Warriors fans just all arm in arm. Um, it was just – yeah, you're right, bro. That was a pretty memorable experience, that first that first grand final. Eh? Oh, I'll never forget oh, that. All right. Stop it. I'm Get getting emotional. you retelling the story, bro. Stop it. Wow, 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 mate. Um, Those are some good work stories. <laughs> <right? laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mean, mean. Um, so this year, uh, talk us through kind of how many games you got to go to this season um, and just your mm. thoughts on the overall campaign of 2022. Yeah, bro, this this, this season was hard for me um, to get to due to the, all the Queensland games um, and I had a bit of stuff going on personally, like financially, um, and I wasn't able to commit to – Flying up to Queensland, everybody's second week. Um, but I, I, went, I, I attended, you know, as much of the games that were in New South Wales or or down in Melbourne. Um, just made made the most of it. And then I went up to that one game, the last game at Redcliffe. Um, with, like I said, I spent that with, with Ruin Hammer. That, that was awesome. And I was invited into the into the sheds after the game, and albeit a, a poor result, but it was just still still cool to have that experience and to see meet some of the players and see that that shed experience, which has been. I've only had that a couple of times, and it's pretty cool if you ever get a chance to do that. I'm not sure if your boys have had the chance to get and go into a shed after the game and just have a chat to everyone. It's pretty cool. Um, but, mate, like you guys, absolutely. Look, to me, the 2000, this campaign, this year, knowing knowing that they were going to go back to New, to New Zealand in 23, I, I take – it all to me goes back to 2018 – when we last made the finals against Penrith and what happened, you know, well, from, from 2011 really, and then we made that one final series in 2018, it's just been let down after let down on the left down. And to me, the last three years were just like the icing on the cake for a lot of supporters. It really did took, it took the supporters to the next level of anger, frustration, stress, whatever you want to call it. So for me this year, it just, the, with the amount of players, that the challenges, living away, living out of suitcases, all of the problems. To me, it's just all about getting to the end of the season because we all knew that it was going to be an uphill battle for that final year. And it was like it all came to a big crashing end and the players knew it was ending and it couldn't end fast enough. And it seemed like the, the longer the season went on, the worse it got because it, the, the, the finish line just couldn't come fast enough. So it was bloody frustrating, <laughs> very challenging. Um, just trying to stay positive on posts, you know, just to try because win or lose, we're going to support we're supporters for life. Um, but mate, it's all about next year. That last month to me it was all about next year. You knew that that, that it was, and that's not you know trying to disrespect that I don't care about the last four games, but we just knew that a lot of players were leaving. We knew that we had a lot of players coming. We knew we we're having a new coach. It's, to me, it's all about 23. It's all about the rebuild, man. It's just just get just get things going. So, yeah, it was about moving on 22, boys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. To that point too, Richie, um, leads me nicely into 23. So, um, 
what would you like 23 to bring on the field? So give us a bit of a view around what, what you'd like to see um, the Warriors look like and, and perform on the field. Um, and what does 2023 look like for the Warrior Nation? Yeah, bro. 2023 for me, um, I just want to see respect back in the jersey. In, in all honesty, I just want to see the players put the respect back in the jersey. I want to, I want to see players on the field wanting to represent the jersey and what the logo and what that jersey means to us as fans. And I want to see that passion and that same respect on, on the field. I want to see Mount, Mount Smart become a fortress again. I want it to be the place where teams fear to go. And I think considering they went reasonably well at home in the homecoming series in the last four games, if we, with a new squad, with a new direction, with a new coach, new culture, new belief, I think it can definitely become a fortress again. I want to see players playing in position and and go and believing in themselves and having and getting coached to be mentored to back their ability. You know, these footy players became they were kids growing up with dreams to play for the Warriors. They were they were naturally gifted footy players, and it seems like at times that natural school set's getting getting held back. So I want to see the, I want to see some the natural ability come back into the footy side. Um, the development pathways we all know I think we can all agree on the development pathways are huge. So having having the SG ball and the New South Wales Cup back is massive for the club. Um, I just want to see smiles on fans' faces again, man. And and um, for 23 for Warrior Nation, it's all about events, events, events. So once the draw comes out, um, Warrior Nation's going to do a lot of collaboration this year with, with Ruin Hammer. Um, they've got the connections with the players, and we're going to be doing a lot of events for – once that draw comes out, we're going to be doing events with players. We're going to be doing bus trips, giveaways – We've got a lot planned for next season for Warrior Nation supporters over here in Aussie. Mean. Um, with a planned, a massive Magic Round event up in Brisbane because we are getting the Magic Round game Oof. and we've got the venue booked. <laughs> We're just waiting for the dates so we can make sure we've got the particular space, but it's going to be a huge event on Magic Round for Warriors supporters. Oh, man. Awesome. That is cool, man. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, hey, Richie, um, would you have seen the uh, the original Independence Day movie? Yes, a while ago, definitely. Haven't seen it recently though. <laughs> Fair. Um, for uh, I think for Warriors fans, bro, you are our Bill Pullman. <laughs> you are like inspiring the shit out of me right now. Man. Yeah, so. oh. that's it, man. I'm, I'm ready to fly my plane into the aliens, bloody special <laughs> ass, like just bro, stop it. Oh man. Uh. Bro, I, I, thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Um, look, it, as you can tell, I wear my I wear my heart on my sleeve, boys. I love this club. Yeah, man. I get the shits just as, just like all the rest of us. Does that make me a worse offense because I got the shits and uh, between me and my mates and our supporters face to face? I think it's all good to have a go and rip in to each other. But what upsets me is when it's just out of line abuse about about certain things, you know, mm. things that are out of our yeah. control. Hundred yeah, um, percent. But I on, yep. on the Warrior Nation page, and I'm not sure, sure what you guys do. And I, I sort of I encourage people to let it out, but but I just delete all the all the swear words because I know I've got kids on on the page and, and and all sorts of people. So, man, Warriors fans were allowed to get angry. I'm I'm a diehard Warrior fan supporter through and through. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop trying to bring fans together. Um, and boys, I what I've been listening to your your potties because I do a lot of driving for work. And um, I only recently found you guys, and uh, I absolutely love listening to you guys. It just makes my journeys when I'm out in Orange and Parks and Grafton and Inverell and all the way around regional New South Wales. It makes my journey so much better. So I really appreciate you guys um, asking me to come on. It, it means a lot. So, yeah, thank you very much. Thank oh, you. Bro, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and oh, sharing. Man, we appreciate you. Yeah, sharing the You're journey. It's been uh, an incredible one so far, and, man, I can – can just see it's going to be going, you know, some some incredible places uh, in the next few years as well, bro. So um, thanks heaps again for joining us. Thank you so much, boys. And I, I'm now going to make sure I'm coming down to Wellington for the game. Woo. And I, I want to make sure I sit with you boys, okay, 100%. when I come over. So, uh, and Jared, let's catch up. Yeah, bro. You're in Sydney, bro. Let's catch up for a coffee. Hard, bro. That's us, man. Yeah. We'll plan some bloody uh, magic round projects. <laughs> <Me. laughs> 
Hard out, hard out, brother. Awesome. Mean, thank you, boys. <laughs> Up the Warriors. Uh, love you guys. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Nice to meet you, man. Oh man, Richie Morgan, what an awesome dude. I feel like based on what has happened recently with our team, I actually feel like Richie was probably the perfect person for us to talk to on this episode. Yeah. Because yeah. man, he's just he's just changed my whole outlook, man. Like, uh, Moneta, what was that saying again? Um, the harder the climb, the better the view. Oh. Yeah, they got me. That one was great. Woo! But, um, <laughs> one us over, man. <laughs> <laughs> El Presidente, brilliant stuff. Um, in terms of next year, we are going to be looking to, I guess, yeah, refresh, restart, be reborn in a way. Uh, we've had 15 players leave the team this Ooh. year, uh, including the likes of uh, Ewan Aiken, Jesse Arthurs, Dejan Assi, um, Chanel Harris-Tavita, our guy. Um, Eli Katoa, of course, and also uh, Paydown Lodge, he's gone. I didn't realize Jack Murchie was heading off as well. Like, oh. just name just popped up on there, and I was like, oh, oh really? I guess he's gone as well, oh. um, as well as Cody Nikorema, and, uh, of course, um, Pretty Eyes, Reese Walsh. A um, few more guys on that list as well, a couple of development players. Isaac, who do you think we will miss the most out of those boys? Oh, that's a tough one, miss the most. I think there'll be a, a few players that we... We do miss uh, a lot. I guess you and Aiken's probably top dog, just because of the level of consistency he's brought to his game. Um, but I think the one we're probably going to regret the most is Katoa. That's going to be the one in hindsight where we go harder. He was the one they got away. Um, but um, that's a lot of you know seeing into the future. But I can just see it happening with the Storm. He's just going to turn into a superstar, maybe in the Jeremiah Nanai type mold and see that happen. Yeah, I think he's probably the one that got away again because <laughs> I've had a few of those. <laughs> yeah. Awesome to see old uh, Paul Turner as well score one of the tries um, against sure. us on the weekend. <clears throat> Anyways, all good, all good. We probably didn't use them that much anyway. But, um, Buddha, we're not in the finals, but <sighs> we're going to go for your wrap this week and we're going to have a look at the NRL finals. The NRL finals wrap. Before we kind of kick off into the actual finals games, I've got a couple of uh, uh, mentions here, or a couple of key keynotes. First is Manu's calf. So this is a bit of a blow for the Chooks, although I do think they look strong anyway, but they would look even stronger with Joey Manu. But he's out with a torn calf. Uh, Rumours has it it's two to three weeks, but it all depends on um, the severity of the, t- of the tear. Uh, it's a garden variety uh, calf tier. I can tell you. <laughs> um, just a garden variety. Um, so look, he, he could be back, but uh, silver lining is he could rest that puppy up for the World Cup because uh, he's got a big campaign. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Preach. There's a, there's a big out. Um, Hughes is still out. He's missing a week uh, or two miss a week with, uh, with a calf as well. So Jerome Hughes is out. Um, and just round all the round all Big the up. calves off. Um, how did we see uh, Metcalf's? <laughs> nice work, bro. Uh, Metcalf's try <laughs> on the weekend. So Metcalf getting his first NRL start for the season as well. Correct. Um, yep. How did we see that one, boys? I thought he looked like a uh, young monitor sauce out there on the, <laughs> on the scamper. Away, away he went. Oh, he looked Everybody. like he was just cantering in the way. He looked like he was in... Was it? Didn't even reach top gear. So I'm excited. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little bit frustrated just because he's been profiled that tries gone around the league and I feel a backflip coming. (laughs) You know, I feel feel like uh, I can't leave my family. I can't move to New Zealand. Oh, no. I don't know. Just, just, I don't know. There's something that tells me that. Um, that's in the water. Um, but hey, be, be optimistic. Um, there's a spot for him. There's a place for him to play. Um, I was going to mention as well, Dejan Arce, Um I've obviously got the Warriors 2022 season photo from the start of the season. <laughs> so half, you know, half those individuals aren't there anymore. 
<laughs> but Dejan didn't even make the photo, and now he's out. So I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know what situation's here, but but anyway, that's 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 uh, that's the calf situation going on. But to bigger and brighter and better news, we have the we have the top eight team. Can we just um, kind of you know pour one out for our homies, the Brisbane Broncos? <laughs> four weeks ago, five weeks ago, sitting in the, the top four, perhaps <laughs> top four. <laughs> And uh, no, I mean, oh, we, we can't really, oh. really but um, oh. that was a fall from grace, wasn't it, lads? How, how did we see their last month of footy, boys? Exactly that, oh. a fall from grace. <laughs> oh. yeah. Kevin Boulders oh. is now like, there's rumors about him getting his job, you know. Um, what? Like, it's not that long ago they're in the top four. What? Yeah, there's just like little swirling rumours that he's in a lot of trouble, Kevin Walters, but not his bloody fault. They, mm. they capitulated so in such warriors-like fashion. You know, it's you can't put it on him. Yeah, and as soon as you start losing a few games, they, the media just seizes upon anything. Um, Tyson Gamble says something off the cuff and like, you know, all of a sudden people are like saying, oh, he's undermining the coach, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, they spin it and, out. You know, just little bits of people leaking information and stuff out of the club and it's like, oh, this is in turmoil, blah, 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 blah. Just, um, yeah, you lose a few games and all of a sudden um, the old wolves are at your door, as they say. Absolutely, yeah. But look, I mean, I don't think they deserve, obviously, to be in the eight as well. They've played some good football, but, you know, they're still a young club. They've come a, come a long way this season, so um, good on them. But the top eight is looking, well, it's just looking juicy this season. Um I don't know how you boys see it, but uh, juicy. You, juicy. You can make an argument for all <laughs> at least seven of eight teams. You know who I'm discounting already. The Rabbitohs. Dully, Dully. Faders. I'm sorry, bro, but I just, I just don't. I think I think the Faders. Um, are they the Faders or are we the Faders? Anyway, I just don't think the Raiders <laughs> really can can match it. But hey, you know we've got some great clashes. So first clash is probably. The highlight. Well, is it the highlight of the round? I don't know. Panthers v Eels. Panthers have lost two games, the last two games in a row to the Eels. Eels are the big match team, aren't they? And I reckon mm. probably mm. want to, to, you know, to, to be considered as favourites, but they have their own um, own demons when it comes to finals football, don't they, lads? So how, how are we going to see that one, boys? Well, Penrith uh, knocked them out, didn't they, last year? It's all on D-Low Brown. D-Brown? Oh, D-Lo Brown, take it downtown in Parramatta win. He's just, oh, he's so good. I'm so glad he's mm. a Kiwi. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, it's, that's a tough one to beat Penrith in Penrith, but you're right. The, the Eels have definitely got the firepower, mm. and it's just a matter of they're just trying to get over that hump. They've been in the playoffs for quite a few seasons in a row, and they're just trying to take that next step. They were, I actually thought they were a bit unlucky last year to lose yeah. to Penrith in the finals. Uh, but I am I am intrigued because this game essentially means that the loser will, you know, go to the other side of the draw. So um in, in theory they'll get a more forgiving draw to get into the grand final if they can win. But I mean, having said that, if you're gonna go if Para loses, then they have to play, say, the storm. <laughs> and then from there, maybe you know the roosters or the sharks or something like that. It's yeah, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, that's right. Course. That's right. So, um, but one yeah, one thing I'm liking about this is that there's some uh, there's some clashes there of teams that dislike each other, and what and a, and a suit of teams are the Storm and the Raiders. There's a an active mm. well, there's a mutual understanding between the coaches. They're good mates, but the teams do not like each other. Um, in, in more recent seasons, they've had some close games. Um, Storm, not not storm like at the moment. But uh, how are we going to see this, boys? Well, the Raiders, the Raiders have got a bit of the you know the Raiders have got something over the storm recently, um, so that's in their favour. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, you're right in what you said about the storm not seeing seeming storm like. Mm. You know, they're very they are slightly different. You take out Pappenhausen, you take out Hughes as well, um, and it, it changes a lot of things. So. I think it's it's a yeah it's a tough one. I'd like to think the Raiders could do it because you know frankly I just hate the mm. storm. But, mm. <laughs> but tough tough. it might be a turn up for the cards. But um, yeah, yeah, it could could go either way actually. But um, 
the next game I'm absolutely frothing about. I don't know about you, lads, eh? But, I mean, there was a little bit of a, uh, well, an opportunity in the game just being. Uh, Roosters getting over the over the rabbits. Um, but I'm really, really looking forward to this one, um, especially with Moneta Suwali, who is in fantastic form at the moment as well. But, um, yeah, boys, uh, who's backing who for the big game? Roosters. Bunnies. I'm, I'm yeah. Roosters. I don't like bunnies. I like Roosters. I'm loving the way the Roosters are playing at the moment. They, Luke Carey is firing at the right time of the season. He just he's he's a good a good player. He's a bit of a, the, the glue that lets Sam Walker run right. Um, shame with no Joey Manu, but I just like the way they're playing. Their big guns are starting mm. to fire now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon the um, bunnies. I don't think the bunnies. I'm not going to say they were holding anything back last week in that loss, but I just feel like there might be a different kettle of fish um, coming yeah. this week. I, I, I'm torn because I think both teams could go far, but they won't have the chance to go far, if you know what I mean. Um, mm. And yep. look, Latrell could – it's all about Latrell, isn't it, really? If he is at his devastating best, I think he gets the bunnies over the line. So, uh, but um, – Oh, knockout footy. How knockout good is footy. it? And then uh, I think I think a special mention goes to these two teams, right? And they've done fantastically well this season. Um, some might say, would you say they've been spectacular? I mean, in, in patches, I think they've both been pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah. I've also think they've done that. They've done what you should really do in the NRL is they've dispatched really shit teams well. Uh, mostly, um, and yeah, they're, they're definitely worth second and third spot as well. So, Sharks v Cowboys. I think there's there's a bit feels like these are not newcomers, but these are teams that have made massive turnarounds, new coaches, new squads, uh, especially the Cowboys. Like you've got to hand it to, to Todd Payton. We've we've um yeah we've obviously looked across the the aisle a little bit, eh, and just thought what could have been with Todd, you know, and just waking his troops mm-hmm. up at three a.m. to to go train. And to, to climb mountains to get the views, <laughs> but, you know. But that gives me hope for next year for the Warriors. You know, new coach, new regime, new everything. Hopefully, we can new, new dawn. dawn, new mountain. It can be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a, I heard something the other day. I was um, telling someone at work actually, just a young fella trying to inspire him to do his fucking job, and um, <laughs> Jesus, it's good. But I said that um, Craig Fitzgibbon, he he basically. Uh, works out intensely hard on game day, like puts us a three-hour massive like workout session and his whole rationale is I put the work in because I know I expect the boys, you boys, to put the work in as well. So hmm. just something about that mentality, eh? like your coach will go to dark places and I think they can respect someone like Fitzgibbon anyway. Um, he's done wonders for the club. He's done wonders for Nico Hines, right? He's told Nico that Nico can be a world-class seven who actually I don't think he could he actually thought he could be and, and look at him. He's been mm-hmm. fantastic. Um and yeah, and the Cowboys yeah, they've just um under Toddy they've just been fantastic as well. So it's gonna be a close game. Who who we got? Sharky Jeff. I like that Cowboys. I like the yeah! style. I like the yeah, and I like the Yeah. Do you like the doom 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 <laughs> no. Nah, Nico's Nico Hines' hair is just too greasy. Yeah, yeah. I want to pick the cows. I'll pick the cows to pull off a bit of a turn up. I'm going. Uh, despite Scott Morrison being in the crowd, I'm going. Um, <laughs> going Sharky's boys. So, um, but I think we all agree this is going to be dur-dum. sensational start to the the finals football round, isn't it, boys? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. That would be that would be unreal. Unreal. So that's <laughs> so, uh, week week one finals footy wrap. <laughs> it's it's a working <laughs> title. <laughs> we'll figure that out by next time. Uh, awesome boys. <laughs> oh man, this has been a lot more fun than I really thought it was going to be. To be fair. Um, Kind of came into the episode thinking I was going to be breathing fire, as uh, as uh, you boys would be as well. But um, here we are. We're uh, we're going at the end of the show, and big smiles on our faces. So, 
Um, thanks again to Richie Morgan for uh, for jumping in and um, just sharing some inspo with us, some like actual inspo. That was awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, we uh, will be back next week to have a look at more NRL stuff. Hopefully not a heck of a lot of Warriors stuff. <laughs> Hopefully not much. No backflips. Uh, I don't know. Mad Mondays. No Mad Mondays or backflips or... Kiwis. Kiwis. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully it's good things. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we get on. My name is Jared Cronin. On behalf of Money the Sauce, Isaac Sauce, and Daniel Farakura, this has been Warriors Anonymous, and we will see you next week. Um, what do I say now that the season's over for the Warriors? Go on, the Warriors. Oh, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Go on, the Warriors. Go on, the Warriors. Go on, the Warriors. <laughs> 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 <laughs>